0: Bud Light presents, Real Men of Genius. Real men of genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Air Jerusalem Sandalwearer. Mr. Air Jerusalem sandal Wearer. Why wear shoes or socks when you can parade around in the oldest piece of footwear in history to showcase your unwashed, unkempt foot? Now that's what I call a bunion. When you walk into a room, Not only do you make a strong fashion statement, you also bring the aroma of stale corn chips. I hope he brought some chili dip. Even with the adversity of yellow toenails, four-inch toe hair, cheese in between your toes, you still rock the Air Jerusalem like a boss. So crack open a cold Bud Light, Mr. Tower of the Toe Jam. You remind us all why we wear shoes every day. Mr. Air Jerusalem Sandalwearer. And Heiser Bush st louis missouri previously on the Sea Ride
1: podcast
0: and we're just sitting there shooting a the shit and he's like and he's like oh man I've, I've been waiting for i've been waiting for pepperoni i'm like what do you, what do you mean waiting for pepperoni he's like well because now you know it's now it's like pepperoni season i'm like pepperoni season what the fuck does that mean <laughs> you know like it's just so weird and i'm, I'm like what, what do you mean pepperoni cheese he's like well because you know now it's like thanksgiving and christmas and like new year's like you go to parties and stuff like that there's like pepperoni and cheese and crackers i'm like i know but you you, you could do it like outside of, of that <laughs> like you could do it anytime you want he's like no you can't i'm like what do you mean no you can't he's like dude you, he's like this is like the, the, the season for this i'm like you're dead wrong <laughs> I'm Like, I'm what are you talking about the pepperoni season. There's no pepperoni season. It's not like pumpkin spice. What are you talking about? And he's like, dude, you keys like you can only have pepperoni at this time of the year. I'm like, S- since when? I'm like, do you have pepperoni on your pizza in July? He's like, no, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like pepperoni, cheese and crackers. I'm like, guy, there is no season for that. <laughs> you can go, you can go to fucking a Wawa right now and get pepperoni, cheese and crackers. What are you talking about? Pepperoni season. And now, this week's show.
1: Mm. Mm.
0: Hey, what's going on? It's Christian Rodriguez, and it is time for the C-Rod Podcast for Sunday, February 25th. 2024, one of the baddest men on the planet bringing us in this week. Eric Clapton. Guy's a fucking beast. I'm saying? And this came out in 89, man. Did this guy have staying power? Christ, he surfaced in the mid-60s. He's out for like 40 years. We all know this song's about Leah Thomas. After she breaks the women's record, what
1: happened? She she you
0: know. <laughs> oh man, who broke the record? Leah Thomas and her penis. <laughs> Before I even get started on anything, really, I mean, how do you how do you jump into a pool? To compete with a bunch of women and you know you got a tree trunk between your legs. How, how, how do you do it? And how do you actually like feel good about yourself? Sickos out there, I tell you. But one, one of my, you know, here's the thing about Eric Clapton. If you want to know how good Eric Clapton really was. Eric Clapton has been inducted into the, the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame three times. Like, that's how good Eric Clapton was. He got inducted as himself. He got inducted with Cream. He got inducted with Traffic. And and what was the band with Steve Winwood? Oh, man. Uh, what the hell was that? Blind Faith. I think it was Blind Faith. It was him and Steve Winwood. Eric Clapton is a friggin' beast, man. And one of the craziest stories involving Eric Clapton actually involved one of my favorite humans to ever walk the planet was George Harrison. And he, you know... He was just such a special person. It's 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 unparalleled. If you want to really learn about George Harrison, I mean not, you know, you guys know me. I'm a Beatles historian, so like I know everything about all of them. But if you really want to learn of what a special person George Harrison was, then if you have HBO Max or if you have HBO, there's a two-part documentary on him done by Martin Scorsese of all people. It's called George Harrison Living in the Material World and it just shows you what I mean the first the first part is like him as a kid and doing the Beatles but the second one was really like who he really is it was his life after the Beatles and everybody loved this guy like everybody loved George Harrison he had friends from all walks of life I mean he went over to the Himalayas and he was taking acid with the Beatles over there and he met Robbie Shankar, and he got into this whole spiritual thing because he was like, he was really into like God and spiritual stuff. Not that that's my thing, but he really had a passion for it and he talked to every walk of life that he could to get as much information that he could because that was what he was interested in. And he, he had, before I even start this story real quick, and it's not even really a story. I'll just tell you what, what exactly happened and kind of just speaks to who he is really. But I have this feeling about myself. No matter how old I get, I think I might have said this on this show before, and I've said it to people. I could just never, I could just never put it into words. And and that is is like, as you get older, your mentality while while it changes, you become more wise and stuff like that. You still feel like a kid inside. Like if that makes sense to anybody at all, and I, I can never explain it quite the way that he did. So just just listen to this
1: it doesn't take long to be from 17 to being 57 Mm -hmm. 40 years just goes like that you know now I understand about 90 year old people who feel like teenagers you Mm -hmm. know because nothing changes it's just the body that changes yeah Um, the soul in the body is there at birth and is there at death Mm -hmm. and the only thing that's changed is the bodily condition Mm -hmm. so you know um, all this stuff about were you know age groups fit or don't fit or whether the music belonging to age groups fits or doesn't fit mm-hmm. is stupid it's all just in somebody's concept and all they do is limit the potential of of the, the marketplace or the audience
0: is he not like that on balls <laughs> like what what stuck out to me the way that he explained it was you know, he, he was basically saying like, you know, the, the body is the only thing that changes your mentality is always the same. Like I do, I feel like a teenager. He was just saying people in the nineties, like they, in their nineties, they feel like teenagers. And I do like, did you ever get it where you're like, I'm 45, right? You ever get it where you just have like a momentary lapse and, and you just automatically like, you think you're 22 and then it just pops right back and you're like, wait, no, I'm not, I'm fucking 45. Holy shit. how they get to be 45? And he explained that great, but here's another thing that was just great about him. He married Patty Boyd, and he 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 was he was so in love with her, and like they were in love with each other really. And he was really good friends with Eric Clapton, and then Eric Clapton started taking a liking to Patty Boyd, and they started having little rendezvous together, and, and and then it happened. And then George caught him one day, and he was like, "What's going on here?" You know, and and then it it turned out that, you know, she left him for Eric Clapton. And everybody was like, dude, are you going to kill him? Like, what the fuck? He's like, no, he he can have her. Like, he, as much as he loved Patty Boyd, and then there was like a press conference and they're asking him questions about it. And they're like, aren't you just like furious? Like, don't you want to kill Eric Clapton and Patty? Like, what the hell? He's your really good friend. It's like two people were betraying you. He's like, no. He's like, I'd rather her be with him than some dope. You know, like fucking dude. That's how our Clapton was, because in his mind, everything in the material world, which is why that documentary was called the Material World, is basically it's nothing. He's like, he's like, this is just crap. He was like, he he was all about the afterlife. He's like, this is all, which I have a hard time believing, but like I said, he was passionate about it, and and that was his thing. So he was he was just an, an amazing person. And Eric Clapton was a great musician. And that's just the way shit was in the sixties. I guess you just went around fucking everybody. <laughs> oh boy. Good to be back with you guys as always. And I I read something pretty interesting. <laughs> or actually I saw a commercial. There's that channel, uh Vice. I think I have Verizon. I don't know if, if Comcast or Xfinity has it. But it's called Vice, and it's a pretty damn... I think I think they do have it on Xfinity, too. And it's basically like they have all the dark side of the rings where, like, all these fucked-up wrestler stories, like, you know, Chris Benoit and shit like that, but, like, you find out about a lot of the wrestlers. And then, what else? There's, like, the dark side of comedy, where there's, like, comedians who, you know, battle demons and shit like that, and dark side of the 2000s. Like, there's a lot of good shit. It's all the dark side, which you guys know I like. <laughs> so... I was, watch, I was watching a commercial, I didn't see it yet, and I, I think I missed it, so I have to, I tried to type it in on demand, I couldn't find it, so I had to go read about it. Does, does anybody know what's going on with Ron Jeremy? <laughs> oh, dude, I dude, I, sometimes people do things, and I just scratch my head, I'm like, why? Like, why would you do that? All right, now, Ron Jeremy, for those of you who don't know who Ron Jeremy is, Ron Jeremy is probably the luckiest man to ever walk the face of the earth okay he was a porn star all right not not at all an attractive fella okay he, his dick carried him through life all right the fucking guy in fact one time Jim Norton I think he did it in a comedy special where he may have said it in an interview he was like Ron Jeremy's cock is so big <laughs> He was like one time. He was like it was after the AVNs because Jim Jim Norton like was the one who presented like porn awards and the porn awards shows and shit like that because he's a sick fuck, right? And he's like I was like, I was like walking by in the back and like and like Ron Jeremy's fucking banging this chick like doggy style. <laughs> I can't believe I'm talking about this, but this I have to say because it it's hilarious. And Jim Norton walks in. And he's like he's like there's Ron Jeremy fucking this bitch and he's got a freaking Rangers jersey on because. <laughs> he goes yeah that mouth could use a dick in it right he said, jim norton actually went up and did it right and and then he was like and he's like ron jeremy must have known that i was a rookie or some shit and he was like and he just he, he, he thrust it like extra hard and the girl fucking her head just went all the way up and, and, and she almost cut me with her teeth and he's like and that's how powerful ron jeremy's dick is he can injure me with it through a third party <laughs> oh god but anyway he's really one of the only outside of maybe like jenna jameson is is one of the only guys that was exclusively in porn that actually crossed over to the mainstream and this guy has enjoyed money and fame and sex his whole entire life looking like that <laughs> all right now I, I don't know i don't know but here's what he is so jeremy got himself in a little hot war. ron did apparently all these women are coming out about like sexual assault and sexual misconduct and all kind of sick shit and i'm like so now i didn't even know this okay but he has like he's 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 his dementia is more advanced than joe biden's is and these women came forward and and he can't be tried because he's just not mentally there so like, he, he he you know <laughs> he, he's basically saying like, yep, I skated on that one too. My whole entire life, I skated by with my penis. <laughs> I've been lucky my whole entire life. All right, I, I, all I did was eat, sleep, and fuck. And, and, and I had money, and I had fame, and I had everything. So on my way out, all right, I'm going to assault some people, and I'm going to get away with that too because I'm too fucking mentally unfit to, to be charged, Right? So, so the, I, and then I get to thinking, I'm like, why the fuck does Ron, Ron Jeremy, need to sexually to, need to rape people? You had sex every day of your goddamn life. Isn't that like the mailman taking a walk on his day off? Now, how you doing, Ron? You know what I'm saying? Like, uh, I, I'm one of those guys that after you do something for so long, even though you love it, it becomes a job. I mean, how many days can you just keep going to work and keep going to work before it gets boring, or does it get boring? I don't know. What I do know is when, it, when he's in, in real life and you're sexually assault, why do you need to do that? Like you're getting off of work and doing your work it doesn't make any goddamn sense. So there's a documentary about it on that Vice channel. I, I, I gotta, I gotta watch it. <laughs> So, I got Indian food the other night, right? And I went back to the house of Punjab. Remember, I tried that new place and I thought a freaking shoe bomb was going to go off? These guys are in there with 9 11 prayers. I'm like, oh, Jesus, what did I get myself into? All right, I went back to the house of Punjab. I, I, I got to be honest. I didn't have that warm and fuzzy feeling when I walked in. All right. Because I, I, if you remember me telling you, okay, that was like my fourth time going into that place. And I am the only American every time I go in there. It is all Middle Eastern people, the, the customers, the employees, everything. And I, I'm just like, am I allowed in here? Right. <laughs> so I ordered a shit. Right. And I go to pick it up. I walk in. All right. There's probably the place probably half full all middle eastern indian people like like just looking at me it's like the record skips when I, walk. I was like holy shit right so the guy the guy behind the counter like he i guess he was caught off guard by me or something i don't know he's like he looked at me like whoa, whoa, whoa what are you doing here it almost like he put his fucking hand on his hip as if he was going to grab a fucking hand grenade and i'm like what the hell what the fuck dude i'm just here to pick up food i'm not here for a jihad you know, the guy the guy hey, what do you want? Well, I'm picking up for Christian. He's and and it wasn't ready. And he goes, All right, it'll be a couple minutes. Right? And the whole the here's the thing. As the time went on, I felt less and less safe. <laughs> I'm like, Dude, can you please even if it's not cooked, can you just give it to me? I'll go home and finish it off. I I, I was not getting a good feeling about it. I don't know what it was. Right? so i'm sitting there and then like these customers keep coming in and every single customer was was from the middle east i'm like am I, I i'm really starting to believe i'm like i i think i'm i think i'm committing a violation of some sort here that i don't know about if there's some kind of unwritten rule i'm not allowed in this place you know you you got all these middle eastern people in and then this spicy latino walks through the door <laughs> you know what i'm saying i don't know right so customers kept coming in and one common theme now there's one thing i saw i couldn't believe i don't know why i even looked all right but you know you 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 scale people as they walk into a place right and i swear like the first five people that came in now they all walked in and got their food walk right the fuck out i walked in and they're like oh we'll start it now (laughs) like okay it was like 30 minutes too since i had ordered and the common theme with all of them they weren't wearing air jerusalem's every
1: day Mr. Andrew
0: and heiser bush st louis missouri they were wearing flip-flops all of them in february and i swear to god when i say this i'm not kidding i look down because they got gross feet <laughs> all of them do i'm talking about guys all right I and mean, i've done a poll segment on that on the show before and <laughs> one guy had six toes it's <laughs> so fucking weird. I'm just sitting there waiting for my food. I was just, like, standing there, like, allowing people to go by to get to the counter. I wasn't going to be the dickhead standing at the counter waiting for my shit. And they all came to one guy at six toes. It was freaking crazy. But then, then I got really scared. Two guys came in behind me, right? And they were carrying a box. It was like a, um, it was a long box, almost something that you would store, like, a, like, you would ship a golf club in. It was like a long, narrow box right and and they both come in with it and they go to like sit down at a table with it and i'm like what is that is that a fucking ar-15 like what's in the box i gotta know right now or i gotta leave (laughs) right as they started opening the box the guy gave me my food but i'm like now i'm questioning should i I, if i can ever go in there again i mean as much as i love their food i i I honestly feel like i'm I'm, at one point in my life i'm gonna be taken away as a war prisoner (laughs) in that fucking place man Or a shoe bomb's going to go off, or a hand grenade, or something. Guy's coming in with with, with a box to assemble a fucking assault weapon right at a table. It's time for That's Fucked Up. On today's episode of How Fucked Up is Fucked Up, That's Fucked Up. Now, this is a revisit, because I really don't pay attention to these commercials for what it's actually for, all right? But I need to revisit... Oh, 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 Zampik, you know, this, this crazy, crazy weight loss thing that it is. And I found out that that's not what it's for. And this actually could have been a, what an asshole segment. All right. I, again, I don't like, when I watch pharmaceutical commercials, you guys know where my brain goes. I I never, ever, ever focus on what they're trying to say. It's going to fix. You know, I'm I'm more. F- I'm a very very uh, uh I'm paying attention to uh, the side effect. I want to know what the side effect are uh, going to be. So I watch a very grocery <laughs> And and Joan Shengang Sh- Sh- I'm gonna Shanga, Ko, ku- and I did not know. I did not know. And, I, and my, my buddy Matt, I think, when we were playing golf, he said he started taking it. But he's, uh, he, he takes it for what it's actually for. I had no idea. Like, I had no idea it was for diabetes. I thought that they were just marketing this as like this miracle weight loss drug and everybody started taking it. And that is where we fuck up as people. <laughs> it's like, dude, let me just break something down to you here real quick, okay? Every fucking medication that you're going to take all right, even even if it's for something that's going to be that's going to fix something in you, it's going to fuck something else up with a side of thick. All right, it's just what it's going to be. Right? So if you're taking it for what it's actually supposed to be taking for and you get this side of thick, what do you think's going to happen when you don't take it for what it's actually designed to do just so you can get a benefit of a side effect? You know, I, all right? So all these people start taking it. Now, when I say, you know, in fiction all right, I think the two most spoiled kids in fiction are the Soprano kids. Right? I mean, tell me when you're watching The Sopranos, you didn't want to punch AJ in the face for the whole 6 seasons. He he never his his character arc never took off. He was always a spoiled asshole kid. Okay? And and actually he did a very good job of of portraying that a punchable face notwithstanding. Okay? But in real life and I know I knew this since the series. The, the the two most spoiled, entitled fucking kids on the planet are the Osbournes' kids. Like Kelly Osbourne is just an asshole. Like she is an asshole, and she always was when she was on the show. When she was at, when when she was a kid on the show, she was a, an asshole, and she's an asshole now. All right now, of course she she got a, She has to get her hands on it, so she's taking Ozempic, and she doesn't have diabetes. And she's losing all this weight now. She looks like her mother because she got you know the lip injections and the and the lanternfly eyelashes and every, all the other armel that goes with it. All right, and then she went on a show. She she has a she has a real ability to come up with like sound bites that people will like. You, she always says the wrong thing. She like she always says the wrong thing. And people are like, what the, what that's fucked up what you just said. Like she was on the she was on the spew one time the view. I call it the spew because that's all they do. It's it's it. It should just be called "We Hate Donald Trump" hour because that's basically what it is. And she was on there one time, and they're they're, you know they're all having their they're all having their menopausal fits about Donald Trump. And she and and Rosie Perez was on the panel along with Kelly osborne and she goes, they were talking about you know how racist he was because he wanted to build the wall. And she's like, well, if you build the wall and you don't have any Mexicans here, then who's going to clean your toilet, Donald Trump? And Rosie Perez like, hello, <laughs> thought, uh, you're sitting right next to me. And she's like, oh, no, I didn't mean that for you. Oh, then who did you mean it for? Dumb fuck. And they were talking about, I think she was on Kelly Clarkson or some shit, and she was talking about taking Ozempic and... And I think that, like, Kelly Clarkson's like, yeah, well, a lot of people, you know, they want to take it for the weight loss, but they, you know, they don't want to take a medication that's for something else. You know, they're worried about the side effects just for taking it for weight loss. And she's like, no, they just don't take it because they can't afford it. Like, I'm not trying to make this segment about her, but she's an asshole. Like, she is an asshole, and it's what prompted me to do this, okay? But we never do this right as, as a society. Because, like me, okay, like you know, I I, I I dabbled in opiates for a couple years, and it got you know it got pretty bad. I you know I, it almost got away from me. And it's it's what see that's what they don't tell you. Like you know, I was training and I hurt my knee, and you know you you get you get a script and then you get two refills and then you're taking them every day for two months. The next thing you know, you start doubling up because it's not effective anymore. And the next thing you know, you stop taking it and you start getting sick you know that's what they don't tell you and and and, you know oxycontin came out right because it was it was for cancer patients who were in extreme amounts of pain like this was a fucking this was a wonder drug for that and if you want to watch how fucked up that is watch uh, painkillers on netflix it's uh matthew broderick he he was the villain and, and was fantastic in it but he was the head of this big pharma company that went belly up because well they had they had to go out of business for what they did they found out what a wonder drug OxyContin is, and they they started just getting their sales reps to sell it to all doctors. So if somebody comes in with a hangnail, they're getting you know ninety OxyContin's, and and the, and the goal was to get everybody hooked on it. So it was like hand over fist. They were making millions, and it, like they'd have boardroom meetings going like, dude, this is fucked up, man. Like people are losing their lives, like all kinds of shit. And he's like, so what? Like look at the money you know and they're like we can't come clean now like we we no, we just got to keep this thing rolling like that's how they think but here's what happened everybody who wasn't didn't have cancer were taking this shit so we 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 fucked this up royally every time all right now it's Ozempic. it's like you're going to take this thing and and here's the thing okay you see the commercials have you or a loved one suffered from mesothelioma because you did this this and this you are entitled to cash compensation And it's, it's like 30 years after it happened. Like they're doing it for Ozempic already. (laughs) Have you or a loved one died from Ozempic in the last six days Well, you are entitled to a cash compensation? It's like, dude, do not take it unless you're taking it for what it's supposed to be taken for. I mean, the fact that, that, that. We are so stupid as a society that you watch these commercials and they rattle off like 20 seconds of a 30 second commercial. There's side effects and and a lot of them involve death, and yet you still take it just to get some small benefit to 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 get a shortcut. That's fucked up. Sometimes you have to stop and smell the roses, you know? Just the other day, I, Cristiano Rodriguez, was thinking about when I first came here. I was very lonely, and I did not know how to talk to the women's. So I called my cousin, Fernando. I said, Fernando, you are very successful on the radio, and you get a lot of women's. What is it that you do that is so magic? And he said, Cristiano, that is very simple, my friend. All you have to do is go and show the women's that you are hot and passionate and romantic. And I start doing that, and next thing you know, I am making love to beautiful women's every single night. Just the other week, I took a beautiful girl home from the club, and we made hot, passionate love. And then she leaves, and I look down, and next thing you know, I got this jello discharge coming out of my chota. This made Cristiano very nervous, so I called my cousin Fernando. I say, Fernando, this chick just left my house and now I got jello stuff coming out of my pito. What do I do? And he says, this is very simple. You go to the doctor, he give you a shot, and you will be back making love in no time. Cristiano does not like to wear the protection, you know? I like to feel every element of the hot and passionate and sweaty lovemaking. The only problem is it causes too many trips to the doctor for Cristiano. I finish my story luego.
1: Whatever cruising means to you, here's music to cruise to. Emotion.
0: Cristiano's back at it again. <laughs> you you want to hear a fun fact, and this is just this is just how involved Rockstar Games really is. I, remember I told you, I mean, I, I play this all the time, that they make all these fake radio stations and do all this and it's like really detailed. It's it's crazy. So hold on i gotta find this all right now this is very involved all right but fernando martinez actually has a wikipedia page (laughs) and he has this insane backstory you got to hear this okay so they, they they you know basically just describe who he is which which you guys already know all right but now now here's where it goes it says Uh, Vice City stories so it goes Fernando's radio career dates back to at least 1984 as the co-host of Emotion 98.3 during the events of Grand Theft Auto Vice City stories he originally shared the show with Lionel Makepeace who was often at odds with him and did not understand Fernando's poetic yet shallow monologues about passion and lust by 1986, he had proved popular enough that he hosted the show himself, possibly because his philosophy on passion fit much better in the era than make pieces deeper, more sensitive views on the subject. Around this time, Martinez also did a commercial for Medallion Man, which was advertised on radio stations throughout Vice City, which that, that's a real thing. At one point, he details how during one of the visits to the Malibu Club, he happened up... <laughs> He happened upon a lonely woman and introduced her to an English man named Kent Paul, remember? (laughs) This snooty kid, Paul, or something like that right and and thus realized that he had a gift for bringing people together possibly foreshadowing his future business venture (laughs) sometime after 1986 he was fired from emotion 98.3 and forced out of vice city for unknown reasons he then moved to san andreas where he became the improvised host of lonely hearts on wctr after hijacking the show from then current host christy mcintyre in 1992 this is fucking nuts. This is a fictional character. All right. He resurfaces in 2001, running a program in Liberty City called Fernando's New Beginnings, where husbands relive or relieve the stress of married life by getting a, a mistress. He is interviewed on Chatterbox FM by Laszlo. When asked about his ethnic background, he says he is Latin, but later claims that he is from upstate Liberty. Laszlo eventually gets fed up when he realizes Fernando's New Beginnings is nothing more than a brothel. <laughs> And ends the interview by yelling, you're just a cheap pimp from upstate. Get out of my studio. <laughs> this is awesome. The er- this early installment feature about Fernando not really being Latino was later retconned, whatever that means, and he eventually became explicitly stated as an uh, immigrant from Latin American country. Um in 2008 he resurfaces again in Grand Theft Auto episodes from Liberty City as the host of episodes exclusive radio station Vice City FM in Liberty City. He admits that he has several children, is a registered sex offender, not allowed within 5 miles of a school and he has a sexually transmitted disease. I wonder why that's <laughs> why he knew what to do when he when, when Cristiano had that discharge coming out of his chota by 30 by 2013 Fernando is once again living in San Andreas again for WCTR. He has his own program called The Fernando Show where he is seemingly trying to give up his outdated and sexist womanizing ways and trying though very frequently failing to respect women and treat them as something more than just sex objects. It goes on and on and on and on and on. I mean it's at the end it says in GTA 5 Fernando reveals that he is actually an illegal immigrant that got out of the United States by outrunning a speedboat presumably referring to the country's border patrol he is one of the honored celebrities on the vinewood walk of fame <laughs> I'm fucking done I, I mean how the hell you you have a whole fake dj and do a whole fake radio thing for for a video game and then he actually has a wikipedia backstory that is that is just golden in my opinion and i do got to let you guys know something I'm, Well, i'm hearing it and i know this might be the last show that i do on on this interface I uh, I I I I can hear the channels blowing again. Like I'm starting to get all distorted. That's why I was saying I was having a problem with my microphone at the beginning. So that'll be another three hundred bucks just flying right out the window. Me and my buddy, uh, I'm going to tell you about this on the other side. Me and my buddy Matt, uh, you know, got dinner and drinks the other night, and we were talking about that. He's like, dude, you got to fucking, you got to learn how to do this in 2024, because he knows how much time this takes me and. Uh, Like in the last like four or five weeks, I've been having all these errors that were costing me hours of time. And it's just got to stop. It's got to stop. So that's not an MP. That's a YP. But I figured I'd just, you know, let you know that. But I am up against a break here in week two of the new agreement in the 90 minute shows that you've had for the last 25 episodes. Anyway, (laughs) what an asshole get off my lawn, the regular shenanigans that we normally get into. Make sure you keep it locked right here on the C-Rod Podcast. Don't go away. Hey guys, we made it to season four, and I am not going away anytime soon. You know who else isn't going away? My buddy Chris Jackson, C-Jackson Contractors. I am not going to shut up about this kid. He gets better by the day. I look on his website almost on a weekly basis and I look on his social media the kid blows my mind. I can't get over the talent. If you're looking for a high-end luxury project, this is the kid you have to call. The Cadillac of contractors like I call them all the time. Whether it be general custom carpentry, handmade tables and benches, we know the thing, you know the thing. We've heard previous commercials here, I don't have to sit here and gloat about the guy. He's the best there is and he's the best there is for a reason. Take them one call, build it right the first time, and it'll last a lifetime. Call my buddy Chris, the Cadillac of contractors, cjacksoncontractors.com. Call Chris today. Tell him I sent you. back with more of the C-Rod Podcast. Coming in with the cops. (laughs) This is another one of those songs that's like, if you define the decade of the 80s, this is definitely one of them. This is top five. I mean, it's got to be, it's got to be this, take on me, everybody wants to rule the world, and I'm drawing a blank for to fill out the top five of songs that just define that decade. police are great kind of reminds me of um (laughs) this is a pretty obscure show that was on hbo about 15 years ago or so So it was called flight of the concords and it it was about this like two-man novelty band from new zealand and and they come to new york to try to like make it big (laughs) and they're just <laughs> they're just all they're they're just gullible idiots. It, it's so fucking funny. Like it is really, a, it's obscure type of humor. It's very dry humor, but it is hilarious. And then they got this this band manager from New Zealand. He <laughs> works at the New Zealand consulate. Oh my god, the thing, the shenanigans they get themselves into is just so funny. And, and like and the one guy, like the guy who plays bass for them, his, his name's Jermaine, and he's such a goofy looking guy. Like it, it, like Google Jermaine Clement. <laughs> and then look at the guy's face, but I'll tell you what, man, he is the he is like the most confident ugly dude you'll ever see in your life. It, it's a funny ass show, but anyway, there was one episode where it's like another two man band comes along and they're they're, they're rivals, and then their their band manager because the man dude the manager Murray is he's fucking hilarious. Um, he, he was sitting there Like he was managing both bands and, they, and they're sitting there in the same room And they're like well maybe you should form like a super group He's like yeah form a super group You could be like the policeman <laughs> The policeman <laughs> No but the police are great Man Sting is just awesome And like I said that, that song was Definitely a big one In that decade for sure I told you guys before the break I was going to let you guys know I mean this isn't a big elaborate story I just wanted to you know me and Matt got together and we went to this place I would never been the only thing I actually ever got from there was pizza because again as you guys know when I first moved to Norristown I was looking for like the, you know the best places and this place Nippers Pub <laughs> so I went and got a pizza from them and it was fucking bar pizza like <laughs> it's like have you ever have you ever, like, gone anywhere outside of a one-mile radius of where you lived your entire goddamn life to call that the best pizza? <laughs> <Damn. sighs> so anyway, we we, <laughs> we get in there, right? And I'm looking at the menu, and it was, like, it was seafood dominant, which, you know, in a bar, I'm like, that's kind of strange, you know, Admit or maybe it is, maybe it isn't, I don't know. I'm, it's very rare I see that. I, I'd say about, like, 60% of the menu was seafood. So my buddy Matt, so the the kids taking our order, right? And and my buddy Matt orders seafood gumbo, right? And the and the kid immediately the, the kids like, oh, great choice, fucking great, like that was a good move, you know? And I'm like, okay, can't wait to see this, right? So and then he asked me, I had a I had a um, a surf and turf po' boy, right? I told him that, and he, 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 I got nothing. <laughs> I'm like, what my chopped liver? I was a good choice boy kid but either way all right now this kid brings this thing out the gumbo that is all right now they emulated what what fancy should have been but (laughs) the way they served it was hilarious so it came in like that you know what i'm talking about when i bring this up everybody had this in like the mid the, the mid to late 80s early 90s okay in their house you had that brown salad bowl it almost looked like wood you know what i'm talking about you know what i'm talking about right and then i guess they wanted to put like a lid on top of it for like presentation this was like this was the the equivalent to like you go to a fancy restaurant or you're, or you're at a uh, like a uh, a mansion <laughs> and they bring this thing out they'll bring out like the silver like the thing with the silver hood on it and they you know they, they did, a, did a reveal right Well, they, they'd have that they had they had a clear but it was like translucent like other salad bowl that that had like that pattern like that, that used to be on like the pizza hut cups only it was clear it wasn't red right so so picture that the salad bowl from 1988 right and then and then the pizza hut bowl on top of it to emulate like the silver fucking sterling silver shit that they bring out <laughs> it's fucking funny so he, this this kid took the lid off the fucking thing right <sighs> when good choice was the understatement of the year i mean it had like clams and oysters and fucking shrimp and all kinds of shit but it was like you could tell it was almost like off the boat that day like it was like wait a minute this this freaking hole in the wall pub in jeffersonville pa and i mean it looked delicious right I mean, according to matt it was he it was, it was he had to get a side of rice just to fill it out like it was I was enough to, oh my god it was crazy. And then I actually – I so we we tested a theory, not a theory, but something that I saw on Instagram. I, I was blown away. I was talking about Heinz ketchup the other week and, and how that guy was a sicko when I was talking about the milk guy. Like, like what were you doing? <laughs> and I, here's more evidence that this guy was a kook, all right? If you get the glass bottle of Heinz ketchup, okay – we all know the wars that people would fight in these things just to get a drop of catch about it—a goddamn thing, you know. Like it was just so frustrating. It, it kind of points me to a Sopranos episode one time where like <laughs> Tony was about to get locked up for—I think it was for the fake plane tickets that he got. His mom fucking ratted him out, and he's talking to like his lawyer, like you know, and and he was waiting to see what was going to go on and, and the, the lawyer is trying to get ketchup out of the ketchup bottle and he just can't do it <laughs> he's doing everything he can he's driving tony nuts because tony's like come on man like am i going to jail what the fuck and this guy's trying to get ketchup out of a goddamn bottle and tony grabbed it like, <laughs> in frustration he, uh, he's wrestling with it but there's a little you know a lot of you might know this already matt did but there's a uh the number 57 You ever did see a random number 57 in, in, on the glass bottle of Heinz ketchup it's just like on the side like randomly you're supposed to tap that with your finger and, and and the ketchup will start coming out like a sieve and i'm like who the fuck thought of that like who thought of that and 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 tested it and made it work and why a 57 But now, when you have the, the upside-down plastic bottle of ketchup, you know what I'm talking about? The Heinz bottles? You sit them on, like, the cap? Yeah. Well, if you if you put—I couldn't believe this actually worked. If you put, your like, your finger and your thumb on the sides of the bottle and you press it in and hold it for, like, however long you hold it, all right? When you let go, however long you held it is how much ketchup is going to fucking naturally drop out of there. So if you hold it for two seconds, you get two seconds of up. Hold it for four seconds, you get four seconds of up. It's like, who the fuck thought of that? And who thought of the 57? For the love of Christ. Okay, now you guys know me, all right? I am not at all embarrassed. To share some of the shameful things that I have done <laughs> in my lifetime, and this is one that I am completely just not proud of, and I'll I'll share it with you anyway. <laughs> it's pretty fucking gross, but who, hey, it's a C Rod podcast. Anything goes. Oh, Boy, <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I don't even know who was with me this night. And and if you know if you're here and you're listening, then you know, I'm sure you'll remember this gem. Cause we were at Wade's Irish pub and now at calmly in the boulevard, I think it's called the union tap or the union pub now or, or whatever it is. And there's like a Steve's Prince of steaks attached to it, which wasn't always there. But I mean, that place has gone through. I mean, it was paddy wax. Like I used to play there every Wednesday night when it was paddy wax. And then, um, what else was it? It was Chili McPhillies for like a hot second, and then it was Wade's Irish Pub. Now, when it was Wade's Irish Pub, Wednesday was the day. It was it was Dollar Mug Night. They had a band, and it was like all it was all people that you knew. It was all like St. Martha's Ryan people, like Archbishop Ryan people, and you know you would just go in there, and it would be like shoulder to shoulder. Like it was it was always a good time, and so one night, I, <laughs> one night we were in there Wednesday night, right? And uh, you know, I'm talking to a, I'm talking to a girl, and we were like engaged in conversation. And I don't know what the hell happened. I don't know what the hell happened. I don't know what I ate that day. I don't know what that. I don't know what happened. You know, maybe for mug night, like they're not cleaning their taps properly. I don't know. But a rush came over me, like I was gonna. Oh my god, I was gonna shit myself right there, and it, it happened all, like automatically. It was just like it, it, there was no warning. It was just like, hey, hey, ooh. <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck you know it was almost like I don't know it, it, like I, I felt like it was it was possible that I you know because I was kind of well anyway <laughs> I'm like, I tell the girl I'm like all right I'll be back uh, you know I, I just gotta go to the bathroom now on a Wednesday night at Wade's Irish Pub the, the, the bathroom it had one toilet and it had one urinal and a sink and that was it and the place was like, like I said shoulder to shoulder so you know there's a, a long ass line of people and I, I oh god and the line is like basically in this very narrow hallway to the point where you can have a line and you can have the people who are coming out of the bathroom to like go to the other like you know it's like a two-lane thing but it was it was tight all right and what they did was they just the, the whole entire bathroom door was just kept wide open because there was a line and it was just you know you weren't going to sit there in that narrow hallway and keep swinging the door open and closed so basically like the, you know the guy that's next in line kind of holds the door open right and i don't even know what i was thinking because i'm like i'm like first of all i am not going to go in here and blow this bathroom up when when <laughs> i'm like literally not not only am i like right next to these people but it, it was just a bad scene and I'm, I'm sitting here thinking to myself like why are you even waiting in line but at, at, i'm sitting there squirming like it was bad i had, I had a king duck <laughs> It was so bad, right? And then I didn't even think about this because I—I don't know what I was thinking. My head just did not go there because I—I I know this bathroom like the back of my hand, right? And then I get to be like second line, and i i, I just—I it, it then dawned on me when I saw it that the toilet does not have a door or like a wall, and no, there's just a toilet coming out like like you would in a regular bathroom. And I'm like, I am not going to go in here with, like, people in the same room as me with the whole door wide open while everybody could sit here, watch me taking a shit. I mean, that ain't happening. <laughs> you know, but then I got to the point where, and I think I might have said this on this show before, but, like, I think my contractions were about two minutes apart. <laughs> that's how i measure it you ever get it like that where like it gets really 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 bad and the next thing you know it just goes away for like three minutes and then it comes back and you're, and you're like oh my god the contractions are three minutes apart you know when that gets down to zero it's, it's time to go boom so i'm like all right now meanwhile this girl's waiting for me <laughs> she's waiting for me and I'm, I'm about to fucking have a mudslide so i i I, when i saw that and remembered i'm like there's no way i'm going in there i'm like but i don't know what i'm gonna do i I have no idea what i'm gonna do so now i'm fighting my way through back people trying to get back to this girl and i i was basically gonna go up and be like listen i'm sorry i gotta go home like i was gonna figure something out i don't know right so i'm trying to fight through these people like i said we're sardines we're neck and neck and then i got to a point where it was like the contractions came back i'm like oh fuck man i'm in the middle of this and I'm like am I just going to like let this rip right here right now and uh, <laughs> god I I didn't know what to do. I did not know what to do. I was I was I was out of ideas. And I'm like well just keep in mind, okay, if you did that and you literally shit your pants right now in the middle of this floor, all right, you're going to clear this whole place out. <laughs> like everybody's going to go and they're going to know it was you. In fact, I was wearing khakis that night not the best choice of fucking clothing <laughs> all right I'm like oh no right and I, I was seriously debating it though I'm like you know I'm gonna hear a lot of shit about this because I know like half of the room right now but you know you gotta understand it's, you know shit happens quite literally all right it's the it, shit happens so I'm like you know what just for the just for courtesy's sake I will go shit my pants outside <laughs> like I will I will make my way out the fucking door all right because like you could smoke in bars back then it wasn't like you, people were outside like if I would have went outside and shit myself nobody it would have been nobody around so I go outside right I finally fight my way outside and and I, I walk out and I'm like I'm really about to do this I am really about to shit my pants you know and it wasn't like I was going to walk back in what was I going to do right so I as soon as I walk outside I looked over yonder and I I saw the dumpster and I went oh uh." (laughs) I know what you're thinking did you shit in the dumpster no I did not shit in the dumpster but I went behind it (laughs) and here's the part that I am not so proud of obviously I dropped my drawers and projectile fucking diarrhea right on the side of the fucking dumpster. Ah. Uh, not my proudest moment. All right. Now, thankfully, it was winter. All right. I was wearing a sweater and a t-shirt. So I removed my sweater and took off the t-shirt and 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 used the t-shirt to I went back in <laughs> right back in the game. <laughs> like nothing ever happened. And I got to tell you, all right, now for, I did fight my way up to the line of bathroom like I was trying to cut in line. Like, yo, dude, I'm like, dude, I just got to wash my hands and they, they 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 let me go. But I will tell you, oh my goodness, when you have a scare such as that or if you're in the car, like I always say, how much do I really like these pants? and you're debating like that and you and you feel like it's like there's no solution in sight and then you finally get to fucking go (laughs) you feel like a million bucks when it's over i oh god i was i was thanking my lucky stars i'm like oh my god i feel fucking great oh shit i mean seriously okay It's, it's 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 a disgusting and embarrassing thing to do but what would you have done what would you have done i want to know would you have sat there in front of like like picture this you're taking a shit and right next to your face is somebody's dick because the urinal is right next to the toilet all right and and each person's coming in and they're watching you on the fucking toilet and 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 the, the door's open so half the bar can see you would you do that would you have shit your pants in the middle of the floor or would you've done the courtesy move and go outside and then and then discover a dumpster and actually get lucky what would you have done i had no choice, I
2: got no, no. choice. No. I, I got no I choice oh. i yes. got no choice i got no choice
0: period <laughs> okay and that's that it's time for the get off my lawn segment for the week so here it is <laughs> I finally saved a reel. If you guys remember me telling you a few weeks back, I I've, I've actually said this a few times. But it's the it's the eighteen year old kid in his mom's basement thinking he has the NFL script and, and everything that they say is a question, like the way that they talk. This is the way that today's man talks. And when I say today's man, it's eighteen and up. And and they sound like this until they're forty. I don't I don't understand it. But this is how they talk these days. Just just listen. This kid's talking about, I don't even know. I was so annoyed. But it was like, you know, he's talking about the 49ers or the Chiefs or some shit. I forget what it was. Just, just listen to this and listen to the, the affectation this kid talks like.
1: The NFL just started releasing some of the mic'd up players and coaches from the Super Bowl. And it just proves that the 49ers never had a fair or real chance of winning the game. Because early on, Trent Williams got called for a holding penalty on a play where George Kittle had a first down. And Kyle Shanahan said this to the ref. I saw the
0: hold, but that's what they do every time. They hold, they tug our guys when Pat leaves, then they let him go. That's what our guy did. Make sure they call it
1: both ways. However, the refs proceeded to ignore everything he said because this play on 3rd and 10 in the 4th quarter should have been a sack, but the holding was just completely ignored, resulting in a first down. Then literally, on the very next play, Patrick Mahomes should have been sacked again. And the only way he was able to get rid of the ball was because of this grab. The reason Isaiah Pacheco had such a good game was because the Chiefs were doing the same thing in the run game. And on this Mahomes scramble, you see two defenders trying to chase him who were both... Both being held. Well, this red zone snap is the wildest thing of all time. But if you have been watching the Chiefs all year, then this is no surprise and is the reason Patrick Mahomes is so good since he always has so much time to throw.
0: <sighs> the reason Patrick Mahomes could make this throw was because he had so much time to throw. <sighs> And it, 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 he got lambasted in the comments. It, everybody said the same thing. They're like, what are you, 14? And and why is everything a question? Every, they're like, it's so annoying. Like, ladies, could you date somebody to talk like that? I'm being dead serious. Unless this kid's, he, you know what, though, he's probably in the soup. Either way. But, like, could you date that? You go out to dinner. What are you going to order? Is it any good? Do you want a drink? And I don't know where it came from, but again, I wonder what that guy's pronouns are. Thank you. Your old buddy's at a crossroads, by the way. I just got to let you know this, okay? I had on Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday a bout with neuralgia like I've never had before. It was so bad. If you guys remember, like sometimes if I if I bite the back left side of my cheek, which I do when I'm sleeping, if I wake up and that's cut, I know I'm I'm in for it for three days. It's just it's it's torture. I I would not wish this on anybody, even Cardi B. All right, but like it, it it's it's just a shooting pain. It it's always the left side of my face. And it's and it's and it's deeply rooted in my ear. So it's like I, usually the back lobe of my ear, I'll get like a like an electric shock, like every five to seven seconds for three days straight. It's it, it's like being in prison. It's absolute torture. It is absolute torture. If anybody has neuralgia, I believe me, I feel for you. Okay, but the problem is, is this is such a tricky thing. Like you know, I've I've read so much about it that like treatment is it, it's so hard to do and and it's like there's a medication for it of course there is maybe i'll just start taking a zempic all right but like i'm not going to take medication that's going to have so many side i think. all right for for something that happens maybe once once a month i'm, I'm not going to do it but I, I got i had to figure something out because this time all right now here's what it ends up happening too not only do i get shooting pains every five to seven seconds all right but my entire left side of my face and head are like raw like if you touch them if you touch anywhere like if you scratch your head like it's 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 raw like it's it's so sensitive it's not even funny and it's a miserable just miserable miserable experience all right but this one i was getting the shooting pain in my eardrum and my left eyeball every five to seven seconds it's i'm telling you it's debilitating so I, I i texted my sister my sister's a doctor so i'm like you know like what I, I i can't take this anymore like i can't take it I, i'm not taking medication like is there any other way wh- like what can i do and she goes all right we'll go to a doctor and get a referral to a neurologist and then they're going to order an mri and then you go back for an mri and then you go back and then they treat it with botox and i'm like wait a minute I, just and this is why america is so stupid okay like, why do I got to go to a doctor to get referred to another doctor who's going to fix my problem to get a, an MRI that I got to come back and then I got to go back again? I got to go five different places to to, to, to solve something I want to solve right now. You, and I know you people out there know what I'm talking about. Like, you need an ear, nose, and throat guy like yesterday. And, it, uh, yeah, she's well, booked for four weeks. And that okay, I get it. Maybe they're in demand. But what I'm trying to say is like why do I like why do I gotta go to a middleman? Why do I gotta go to a family doctor and and have an appointment and do the whole fucking thing just to get a piece of paper to go to like can't I just go direct to that guy? And and order an MRI like it's a pizza. Like you got the machine right the fuck there. What do you mean you gotta order it? It's stupid. And then after that and then and then and so here's the thing. I said, Well what what does that do? You know, you just like they jack it with Botox and you never get it again? And she goes, no, like whenever you get symptoms, you go in and get Botox. I'm like, wait a minute. Let me see if I got this straight. I, I can only get the Botox while the problem is happening. So what, what, how's that going to go? I get, I, so let's say I get neuralgia on Monday and it's going to be gone by Wednesday. What am I going to do? Call on Monday and be like, Hey, can I get some Botox? Yeah. Uh, we can get you in in two weeks, two weeks. Do you, you get what I'm saying? Do you understand my, my, my gripe here? It ain't like I'm just gonna stop by. Hey, I need a quick shot. No, it's not gonna happen. So it's like I, I I'm I either I don't know what to do. I like because I'm at that point now where it's 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 like being a prisoner. It really is. Like I can't explain it any other way. It's absolutely crazy, and I don't know what to do because like that is I'm telling you, man. It's 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 nothing that you want in life. Trust me. In all my time moving around as a kid it was always the same thing it was be the new kid make friends do all that and then when you finally get settled in to the point where like you got a group of friends and everything's good we're moving happened every time all right now there was one scenario where I was in a school one year and then we left after that year and I went to a different school for a half year and I ended up returning to the other school this was second grade and I was like it was a full year. I just came from St. Anselm's. I went, so I meet this guy and, and we, we, we became like fast friends. We all, we liked all the same shit pretty much. And so the whole year goes by. And then at the end of second grade, you know, summertime and then oh, we're moving. So we move. I go to the other school for a half year and then I come back. And now all of a sudden I mo- we moved into the same complex as that kid. So it was like, great. Like, oh, fucking great. You know, so we, we, you know, house was in walking distance. So I always went over there and I would like, you know, I'd bring like Nintendo games and shit like that. And he would always be like, Oh yeah, let me borrow that. Let me borrow that. And it didn't really matter to me because you know, I live right around the corner. you know what the hell was going to happen. But like, it got to a point where I'm like, I thought I had like 25 Nintendo games. Why do I got five? Like this kid had all my fucking Nintendo games. I'm like, what the fuck I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to start like, you know, slowly bringing these back to my house. Cause I'm like, what the fuck because every time I brought something new, I oh, you know, leave that here. Let me borrow that. I'm like I got to a point, I'm like, guy, hey, like, get your own shit. You know, like, I, I, my whole collection's over here. All right. So then, I, we we found again. We were moving. All right. And now we were moving like far away from where I was living. Not far away, but far away from like when you're a kid. Right. So like that last week, I, I'm, I'm hunting this kid down. He was dodging me. Like I told him I was moving. He, he started dodging me. I'm like, you motherfucker. I'm like, this 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 dude's gonna think he's gonna. Sneak away with 20 of my fucking Nintendo games. You got another thing coming here, pal. You know, so I, I, I would knock on his door every single day and he would have like the mom or the brother or the dad. He always had a gatekeeper. I could never find a guy. Right. So I, we moved and I, 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 never got my games back. So, so one day we happened to be like in the neighborhood. It was either me and my, yeah, I think it was me and my dad. We happened to be in the, in the neighborhood. I'm like, dad, can we swim, swing by this guy's house? I gotta get my shit back. And my dad was like, yeah, because I, I paid for him, <laughs> you know? So I knocked on the fucking door, and his dad came to the door. And he he was like, I'm like, I'm like where is this, where is he? He's like, I don't know where he is. I'm like, all right, well, here's what's going to happen. He's got like 20 of my fucking Nintendo games upstairs. I'm going to go get them right now. And he wouldn't let me in. I'm like, this motherfucking cocksucker. I'm like, okay. He's like, well, what are, what are, the, what are the games? I'm like, just tell them to me, and I'll, I'll go get them. I'm like, you're not going to know. There's 20 of them. You know, so he, he he leaves me at the door, goes upstairs, and comes back down five minutes. So he's like, I don't see any games anywhere. You're going to have to come back later. I'm like, you fucking motherfucker. I, like, he was in on it. All right? I'm, I'm like, So I never got these games back, ever. Ever. Okay? Fast forward to 2001. Like 15 years later. It was way, way more than that. It was like 25 years later. I'm sorry. 20 years later. Somewhere around there. It was a long fucking time all right and that was when they had an open mic at the andalusia bar every wednesday and i would go up and play in the open mic and then the band that hosted it was like yeah like come with us and i was like all right and i started you know playing with them so we were there every wednesday night and then like kids from the neighborhood always hung out there and i i saw that guy i saw this dude i I haven't seen him in uh, 20 years or sort like i said close to that you know and we're sitting there talking i'm like you motherfucker I- i'm like I-, I tried to get those games for him blah 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 and he came up with some bullshit thing I don't, I don't even remember what it was right so there was a guy in that group that, that lived right next door to the andalusia you have like an apartment and we would all go there like after the after the gig and we would just you know drink beer smoke weed play guitars and all that kind of stuff so i was playing something and i had a capo and i put the capo on my guitar now capo is is basically like a clip it's almost it's, think of like a chip clip right and you put it on the neck of the guitar to change like to, the tuning of the guitar like so meaning if you're tuned to leg e which is standard if you put the fret if you put the cable on like the second fret now you're in f sharp so it, it, you know what i'm saying it would just hold that note so you can play different tones and shit like that but so i'm playing with that and and, and, he, and he i couldn't believe us. he goes yo that capo is pretty cool he's like yo let me borrow that man I'm, you're still doing this like, you're st- okay I'll let me give you the capo and i'll never see it again like, fuck you guy and, and you know what like i would i would hate to be that guy because you develop a reputation like he's he's got sticky fingers like you know if he asked you to borrow something and you let him borrow it you ain't getting it back like that's a, that's not a, that's not something you want to carry around with you i guess he didn't care but i even said to him like do you you really are asking me a grown man now you're not a kid you can go take $15 and go buy your own fucking capo. You're asking me to borrow it, and I haven't seen you in 20 years. I have no idea where you live. I don't have a phone number. I got nothing. Oh, yeah, here you go. i take it. Fuck you. Fucking fuck you. I just can't believe there's people in the world like that, man. <laughs> I really don't. So more Oak and Hamilton fun that we got going on here. I can really hear it in this microphone now. Not the microphone, but the interface. This will be the last week I do it on this because it's starting to get chopped up like the channel's becoming blown like it was last year if you guys remember so i'm going to to go see that idiot at sam ash and drop another 270 bucks (laughs) man but you know how i always like you know mr talker on your cell phone in public right and they and around here it's just what they do they walk down the street they have conversations sometimes they even have it on speaker you can hear both things (sighs) but it's it's always something so this guy had it had a call coming in and put it on speaker let's listen to this
2: hello hello what yeah. happened that's Novi, yeah that's me what you matter yeah i'm calling regarding your credit card payment. listen my friend i'm not paying that cheap what do you mean you're not paying? i'm that- not paying that that free money how you want me to pay that free money that's not free money. You send me the credit card with $3,000 and I spend it already. How you want me to pay you that money I already spending? That's stupid. stupid. Have to pay. Have you paid last month? I no pay last month. I no pay the month before that. I no paying. I no paying cheap. Wow. Listen, we're going to have to do something about this. You can do whatever you want. Call Barack Obama. I don't care. Listen, can you give me your house phone number so I can call you in your house? I'm sorry. I oh, I know. You know. Te gusta. So why are you calling me in my house to bother me? My friend, is that your money? Is it going to your pocket? Listen, listen, we have to make this happen right now. I don't care. Do whatever you want.
0: <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that's that's an Instagram reel. That really didn't happen in front of my house, but it does all the time. <laughs> Call Barack Obama. <laughs> I don't care. You give me your phone number. <laughs> oh, that is great. That is freaking hilarious. It is time for What an Asshole. What an
1: Asshole!
0: Now, this week's Asshole is, is 12 feet below me as we speak. <laughs> Everybody knows Stanley. He's been brought up quite a few times on this show, and he's just, he's, he's I don't know. He's harmless, and he's an, I guess he's a nice guy, right? But I'm so sick of the fucking you know i, I like I'm, everything is expected to be done for him it's like like the like my landlord and and the previous tenant in this place like they treated him like he was disabled the guy walks 52 miles a day okay he's capable of doing shit but as you guys remember i told you in the very early episodes it was like the, the, when the tenant was showing me the place she's like yeah you know every time i go out i just you know knock on his door text him see if he needs anything i'm like i ain't fucking doing that you know i don't work for you i i I never got that and then if you guys remember the one time i had to get i had to get a key made like we had a new it was a new lock on the bilko doors outside i had to go get a new key like, yeah can you go get one for stanley too like what, 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 what the fuck is it with this guy why can't he do anything he's sitting there by himself right now wearing a mask in his living room and not to mention the 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 disgusting smells that come into that stairwell from whatever I mean the guy the, the guy eats spinach f- f- like he's Popeye it's always like like I said you go down there it's like it's it smells like spinach and sour milk it's fucking gross but I I hate this shit so so the, so yesterday it was weird man because here is the thing in this apartment th- this is the first apartment that I've ever had that actually is like tolerable in the winter like the other two apartments that I had in the winter it was miserable because it was so freaking cold like the first place that I had where I used to live with my dad it, it had no insulation and, and like old doors and windows it, like you'd have the thermostat on 75 and it would get to 65 it was freezing every winter it sucked and then the next place had like 12 foot high ceilings and electric heat which it, it just did not it wasn't enough so it was always cold in the winter. Well, here, I don't pay finally. I don't have to pay for heat. And it's oil heat, and it's good heat. Like, it, this place gets, it, you know, it's not, like, hot, but it's not cold either. Like, it's perfect. It's just perfect when you walk around here. So it's great. So I'm sitting here yesterday, and I'm, I am i don't know what the hell I was doing. And I'm like, it's fucking cold in here, which is definitely, like, a one-off because it's it's never cold in here. I'm like, wait a minute. I'm like, there's fucking heat on. Uh, so I go over there. I got. I have like the radiators, like the bar radiators, like all over that, all over the place. So I go touch it, and if it's ice cold, I'm like, "Fuck," you know. Like I, I just had no running water the other day. I, like they had to come fix that. Now it's like these are essentials, like water, heat, you know, shit you need. All right. So I text my landlord, and I'm like, "Dude, it's freezing in here." I'm like, "You got to get somebody." I thought we were out of oil, and he goes, "All right, I'll call the oil company." Right. So now we're, we're sitting here. And he texts, he's like, I just left him a voicemail. I'm like, left him a voicemail, like because usually like those those oil places, most of them, it's 24/7. Like because because of situations like this, like if they if they're closed on weekends, it's like, what am I gonna do? Sit here freezing all weekend? No, it's fucking dead, right? So he finally gets a hold of somebody. no, before that, he's like, I'll, I'll keep you posted, right? So he's like, I haven't heard anything back yet. If I don't hear anything in the next hour, we might have to think about like you know just you going to a hotel room. And you could just knock it off your rent. I'm like, hotel room. I'm like, I ain't doing that. What am I going to do? Leave Deacon here? You know, and just go sit in a fucking hotel. I ain't doing that. (laughs) You're fucking nuts. Even if you are paying for it, which I actually should have. I should have went to like a, (laughs) and gotten a suite or some shit. But I'm like, nah, dude, I can tough it out. You know, it's no big deal. Right? And I didn't even, I I was so fucking, I I couldn't believe this. Because I was really, it was getting uncomfortable in here. Like I was, it was fucking cold and I don't even know why I didn't think of this I had a space heater I just never ever ever used it in this place because it's always perfect like it's I'd never had to use it but he texted me he's like you know maybe you should go to, you know he's like do you have a space heater and he reminded me that I did and he was like if not you know he's, he's like well well, no, I'll cover the cost he's like you want to go get one for you and Stanley here we go again with the get one for Stanley shit like I, I listen with the key and the heater i know i get it all right i get it like i'm going there why have two people but like he's a grown-ass man like every single time and then and then whenever we have like service people if they if they got to fix the shit in the basement like the dryer or like the, the guys had to go look at the heater because that it wasn't even the oil it turned out the furnace was fucked up and they, they had to go in and fix it but every single fucking time if, if somebody is coming during the day I I'm the one that has to orchestrate the whole thing. He lives on the first floor. Like he should be that guy and it, and he's home and ain't like he's going. And the guy don't go anywhere except for on his, on his 52 mile excursions. Other than that, he does nothing, you know, and it's tough for me because like, I can't, I don't have a job where even though I'm working home, I can go, I can go places. Like cause there's some people who can like go to the doctor, they can go shopping you know, just on the clock. I can't do that because of the, you know, of course the Q situation so it's hard for me like i could be on a call when that when the people come and I, I can't my quality assurance would roast me for that oh can i put you on hold for five to seven minutes while i go talk to this guy and then let him in and do all this shit like you you fucking do it I, I had never heard of anything like this you would think the guy was in a wheelchair the way the way everybody you know like the, the old tenant and the fucking landlord and, Oh, i just I do it for stanley too fuck that shit fuck that guy yeah <laughs> I know I'm. I'm sounding like a curmudgeon. I'm sounding like a bad neighbor. Which I'm. I, you know what I am? I'm not a bad neighbor. I am a non-neighbor. I keep to myself. No matter where I go, like I'm not the guy. Hey, hey Steve, the lawn looks great. I, I'm not that guy. And I'm not. I, I never will be. I I just keep my head down. I stay to myself. Very private person when it comes to that kind of shit. I, I don't get into chit chat, and I don't get into small talk. I, I don't do that. I just can't. Alright, so fucking, you know, inadvertently, even though you didn't do anything wrong, Stanley, whatever the fuck your name is.
2: What an asshole.
0: What an asshole. Rules for thee and not for me. This is this is just crazy. Okay. I think they finally removed him. But it turns out <laughs> this is insane. Okay, this is insane good old commander you know the german shepherd that acts like he's joe biden's pet like they act like 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 he actually i don't i never understood that dynamic like every president has to have a dog it's just it's the weirdest thing but like uh, good old commander just bit his 24th white house staff member yeah and and and, and <laughs> I, I, like i said any normal human being, if, if like you bite them once, you get a fine, you get a warning, all this other shit. The second time, the dog gets put down. The commander's taking his twenty fourth chomp out of the White House human salad, that he, and 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 oh, you know what? Maybe we should remove them. You think so? You think so? Before he mauls a lobbyist, <laughs> and German shepherds are no joke, man like they're great dogs don't get me wrong like i always say they're crazy people but like if, if you if you're on the bad side of a german shepherd you got your fucking hands full he's just taking chunks out of people and it's like no that's okay it's only it's only 16 maybe when we get to 17 we'll we'll have a family meeting about it like <laughs> what the fuck i like got dogs should have been put down by by our count 12 times all right two two bites get you the fucking chair okay well he's got 24 I mean, really, twenty-four people. Like after the second one, like everybody else, it's like, look, man. It, it, even two, you could be all right, dude. It's two, three strikes are out. You bite a third person, that's it, dude. dude. He he's just going down having snacks every goddamn day. Twenty-four, and and now you remove him. It, you know everything this guy does is wrong, and and, and no wonder Taylor Swift is endorsing him. No wonder she's endorsing him. Ninety-eight percent of her songs of, are about her picking the wrong guy. It's kismet that she that she fucking endorses him. Like I said, you're oh you're the one you're the one that's left. Fucking commander biting people. Jesus Christ. So Google came out with this AI thing. <laughs> and they reneged because it it, it was it it was so fucking stupid you could tell who like set up the the algorithm for this ai all right it was basically like google images of history but they were like ai generated right and i get you know because google is so into dei this is ridiculous okay they they all right if you googled when this thing was active in that platform if you googled like george washington he was black if you google like, any historical figure everybody was black <laughs> it, was, it, it sparked outrage people were like wait, wait a second you know it's bad enough see here's the thing this is what they're trying to do like they they want to erase history and they want to like just redo it the way that they they see fit with diversity and inclusion and like it's like look man taking down all these statues and all that other shit like all oh, there's so many statues that have been removed like from history and you know, listen. Like if if it's a statue of somebody that was like a, a done did a bad thing or whatever it is, history is there for us to learn from it. If you erase it, then you just basically can say whatever the hell you want, and then you can just start brainwashing people and whatever. But you got to keep that shit there. And now, and now you're doing this AI thing, and any historical figure that you find. it was dude it was George Washington was black. I saw the picture. It was funny as shit. <laughs> he looked like Samuel L. Jackson. <laughs> he looked like samuel l jackson and fucking Django. like <laughs> oh man it's just it's just ridiculous man but it, i don't understand i don't get this whole thing like everybody's so obsessed with that stuff but i i had to bring that up because i thought that was funny i forget the other ones that i saw to be brutally frank i it was a woman in history that became black it, it was a couple of them. i think fdr was black it was all kinds of shit But it was funny and 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 google's just like ah you know on second thought we'll have to take this down you know clean it up a little bit no how about you just put it away forever free create ai history too dickheads i thought about something the other day that i that i did what an asshole (laughs) what an asshole i was (laughs) when i you know when i was doing the bar thing like in my in my 20s and oh god i used to get fucking shit-faced and I, my buddy dave we were working at lee's Hoagie house together i told you about this guy before and one night now now dave and i hope you don't mind me telling my my listeners this buddy but he you know he had one kidney so it was like he had to go to dialysis like 3 times a week if i remember correctly i think it was like monday wednesday friday i i don't i don't remember but it was one of it was something like that and it's a miserable thing like my nan had to get like at the end of her life she had to she had to go to dialysis and it's a miserable thing because you always you had to go it, it wasn't like you just hey i got an appointment at two o'clock like you got to get up at the ass crack of dawn and go and go get your kidneys whatever they do it, it, you know like oh, I, let me wake up at 4 45 in the morning and go through this torture three times a week it, it, it sucked and i have no idea I, i've never experienced it but just thinking about it like fuck that shit <laughs> you know and uh, and we were we <laughs> i'm such a dickhead man i'm such a dickhead all right we we went to reeds in bluebell which is you know it's now defunct right there at 202 and 73 actually it's right around the corner from me now and we, you know we there were just bands there it was just one of the rooms that went on the rotation that we went to and we we go up to this joint right and know have our night like we normally do get drunk blah 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 right and we're in the parking lot now me and him had gotten there in different cars so we were like going home separately i was probably driving because i was a dickhead back then i would get blackout drunk and drive home every weekend how i don't have a dui is nothing short of a miracle okay it's nothing short of a miracle like i told you guys i've been pulled over blackout drunk like five times it's a miracle all right, so I I'm we're about to like, you know go to he's going to go to that car I'm going to go to my car and I grab him I'm like Dave I'm like listen to me very carefully <laughs> I was fucking hammered right I'm like I'm like listen to me very carefully I'm like you have to go to dialysis tomorrow it's very important okay <laughs> I'm sitting here saying this to the dude who like yeah I know guy I got one fucking kidney I know I got to go and I and you don't know how it feels when I don't go. <laughs> Like, who the fuck and the, and the funny thing was he, he was actually like laughing about it but i'm like it was kind of fucked up like i should <laughs> and i said it like 27 times you know when you're drunk and you just keep repeating yourself i'm like no no you don't get it it's very important i'm telling him like you don't understand how important it is you gotta go <laughs> like, i am such a fucking asshole <laughs> But that was... I think that was something... My God, we brought that up for for years after that. It was like I, all the time. I'm like, Dave, you got to go to dialysis tomorrow. It's very important. And saying it 37 times in a row. Sorry about that, buddy. <laughs> I was young and drunk. I, I, I don't know. It was fucked up. <laughs> well, it turns out I'm still a drunk, but I'm very well in control of it. <laughs> okay. But oh man what did i have I, I have one thing i did want to talk about real quick oh yeah this 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 is this pisses me off you ever have that person all right and, and i my buddy my best friend jay comes to my mind at the, at the very first time because he is he is stone cold guilty of this he does it all the time did you ever fucking all right did did, did somebody ever call you right and you missed the call but you miss the call and you realize you missed it like three seconds after the like it stopped ringing, and you quick call the person back and they don't answer. What's up with that? I, people do it all the time. Uh, what the fuck? Hey, you know what I'm saying? And then and then you'll call them back like five minutes later and still nothing. It's like, wait, what did you die? And, and it, so you put the phone down like, I'm fucking dead. What what is that? jay does it all the time and and there's you know people out there that do that i'm like why do you do that it's like the almost uh here's the one that this is one that grabs me really bad i don't i don't like this at all because this is a person saying that i can't trust you all right to read or return an email so i require it that everybody sends me a red receipt back fuck you <laughs> like you're basically you're basically implying that every person that you send an email to is irresponsible. I'll make sure you send me the red receipt. I need to know that you know you're doing your job. Fuck you. How about this? If I don't return it, you you might know I read it, you might not know. It's none of your goddamn business. Red receipt. <laughs> A sound effect that I play often on this show is the Price is right fail. <laughs> and you know everybody knows this in fact there's a a meme that says like you know the this the stay home from school starter kit like say like sick and one's a picture of bob barker the other's a picture of like soup chicken noodle soup the other one's a teens, and there's like a fourth one i forget what it was it was i, I forget what it was but either way it, anytime time you stayed home from school you were watching the price is right when you were a kid i don't give a fuck who you are and now i mean like you know drew carey it's the same thing as jeopardy okay like it's either like now that now that uh, the lisp warrior ken jennings is the is the host of that show nobody watches it anymore like the only the only people that watch it are people who like ken jennings i can't watch the show with him he's just a pompous dickhead all right, but once a legendary host, like, leaves a show, it's never going to be the same, and Jeopardy will never be the same. I don't care about Ryan Seacrest. Wheel of Fortune is never going to be the same. All right, but it is what it is. It's, it's you know, it's almost like Tom McCarthy. It's like, well, we have to listen to Tom McCarthy. I was hoping we get Harry Callis forever, but, you know, people don't live forever. But they got this now, like Drew Carey, you know, whatever. All right, but now they got this Prices Right at Night. You see this? Can't we just leave it where it is for, for, for the senior citizens like my dad? My dad watched it every day, as you guys know, toward the end there. And the people who stay home from school, leave it for that. I turned it on. I'm like, eh, let's see what's going on. Man, Drew, Drew, Carey's, Drew Carey looks like a grandmother at this point. <laughs> oh, God. <sighs> But here's the thing I don't get, okay? We're in 2024. It is not 1978 anymore. You remember when Bob Barker had like, that, like the fucking microphone? <laughs> it looked like a strand of spaghetti. It was like fucking five feet long <laughs> and a little fucking microphone. I never understood that. I never understood it, but he still has it. <laughs> like a Drew Carey. It's, I mean, it's a little more modernized now, but the, the base of the thing like like the bottom of the fucking shaft he's he's holding that like by his midsection and his nine foot microphone comes the fuck up it's just weird right and here's the other thing going back to DEI going back to diversity and inclusion I I, here's immediately when I I turned it off (sighs) do you know the price is right models you know this brand new car they fucking they, they they roll the thing open and there's always a model there they, hey you know this, this is what you're gonna win yeah they got guys doing it now are you fucking kidding me like there's still women but it's like there's guys too like he's, he's prancing around hey, look at your car no dude <laughs> we're we're not doing this i turned it right off and of course you're right on cbs and on national television and here's the thing okay like we're supposed to just say this is okay come on man i i got i got i have a little bit of not not a follow-up but it's about something i talked about a few weeks ago and i gotta tell you whenever i ask questions about something you know like it you know Is this still around, or is that, you know, like, I I haven't seen this in a while. Is that still, is this going, anytime I ask a question, okay, my, (laughs) the best listener here is one of my favorites, all right, she always, like, every time I ask a question, she's right there with the information. She'll send it to me. (laughs) It's my friend Amy, and I, I, I think, I think when you know i was asking about like clearly canadian I'm like is that still around she tells me about that soda store you know and like it, it was it was like that anytime i ask a question she's she's got the answer god bless her all right so when i was talking about that story the other week when i shoved that ashtray down my pants whilst on acid at spencer's i think i asked in that thing i said is spencer still around like i hope it is and lo and behold she messaged me she's like yeah spencer's is still around but it's slightly different now I'll have to, I, I i should pull up the message but I'm getting a little pressed for time here but she said like it sells like this 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 and this and sex toys i was like sex what <laughs> did they always that's my question i'm sure amy will answer me but didn't did or did they not have like that blockbuster slash west coast video beaded door in the back you had to be 18 to get in and there's a bunch of dildos in there like looks like looks like uncle elroy's room and next friday
1: that's on there <laughs>
0: me and my sugar get real nasty in that damn unc is a freak (laughs) but did they do that now or like if they did it back then then okay but i mean like when did you just like decide that you're going to open up a new wing and start bringing in dildos and pocket rockets (laughs) I, i don't know help me out on this I, I, and like I said, I know, but probably Tuesday or Wednesday, I am going to get a message from Amy. Yep, yeah, they 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 did it all the time. All right, but they only had this, this, this. <laughs> uh, oh God! You know, if you guys remember me telling you, this is going to be the craziest year of our lives, and things are already happening that 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 are already proving that, and we're only not even two months in. All right, now any any anybody. Who was who was affected by the AT&T crash the other day? Alright, that that's that was a test run. <laughs> that, that was a fucking test. Yeah, okay. It was solar flares that did it. Yeah, okay. Solar flares. Yeah, but the, the solar flares are smart. They know they, they know to target one server. AT&T, that's it. No sprint, no team noble, no nothing. <laughs> okay, yeah, it was a solar flare. Uh-huh. And that's gonna be another push for climate change. But that was more of a test. Of how can we live without the grid? Can we live off the phone? Th- that's a test run, as much like they did with COVID. <laughs> you know, what I'm saying like, okay, let's see if we can get them to wear a mask. Okay, we did. All right, that's full full blown now. Okay, let's get uh, you know what I'm saying go through the whole thing all the time. All right, but it's, you just find it a little bit weird. That's the first time that's ever happened. Right? Yeah, it was a solar flare. A solar flare did it. Okay. Same, it's the same thing as if we keep giving them their money, our money. They could they could lower the world's temperature. Okay, yeah, shut the fuck up. Like, God, that's fucking that's a miracle. AT and is just down. Okay, I I said this in passing before, and and Matt Matt again said it when we were out the other night. Like I I said something from like way back in the day. And he's like, see, fucking steel trap. You don't know where your goddamn wallet is. I know, I know. I got to work on that, but. I thought about this because I said it in like a, I was doing a bit one time and and I said it in passing. But then you you think about it and it's just a saying that does not need to be said ever. All right, now again, oh this I told him this story, this exact story. He's like, yeah, so you you're still trapped, but you can't do this. So it turns out, all right, I. I uh, I've been trying to get into the habit of putting my wallet and my keys on my end table in my living room. This way, I'm about to you know, if I'm going to leave, I go right there. I know where it is. And I've been doing it actually not too bad with it, but sometimes I'll I'll let things slip through the cracks, right? So I'm going to leave, and I, I forget where I was going, but I was going to leave, and I'm like you know, feeling around. I go to the place where my phone, my uh, my wallet, my keys normally are, and my my keys are there. My wallet was not. I don't know where we fucking go. <laughs> you know? I'm like all right. again, right? So I I tore the fucking place apart. Okay, I'm lifting the couches. I I did everything. Okay, just like I did every other time I lose this fucking thing. You think I'd learn by now, right? So I, I'm like, I, I, I was sweating like this. is How bad it was. I'm like, I was I was flipping things upside down and right. So I'm like, I, I I have no idea where it is. And I'm like, let me just, all right, let me just go down to the car just to see if it's there. And I, I went down to the car, and lo and behold, it's sitting right on my passenger seat. And I'm like, e- e-. and I just spent like an hour. I don't, no, no joke. No joke. I'm not being for it, it was. I was looking for it for like a fucking hour. And I'm just like, dude, what the hell is wrong with you? But the saying that that should never, ever be said. Okay, I mean, you could think about this across the board and it should never be said. Okay, as I'm flipping the furniture all upside down and getting everything into a frenzy, I'm like, I am not in a fucking mood for this shit. (laughs) Okay, That phrase never needs to be uttered ever. In what scenario were you ever like, I'm not in the mood for this shit. And and like that, that was that's rhetorical. Like (laughs) you don't have to say that, you know, like when when am I ever in the mood to lose my wallet and look for it for an hour? It never happens. All right, kids are misbehaving. No, I'm in no mood for this shit. When are you in the mood for your kids to misbehave? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Any like th- apply it to any time in life. I'm telling you right now. And if, if you the next time you say it, you're gonna say it subconsciously. It's just gonna it's, you're gonna blurt out, I'm I'm in no mood for this shit. Let me know when you are in the mood for any of that shit. And that's all I got for you guys this week. <laughs> okay? That, it's the truth. Is it not the truth? Alright, it's I mean, you're never in the mood for something that you're not in the mood for. Why would you be in the mood for? Oh, I'm I'm you know what? I'm in the mood to wet the bed. <laughs> okay. Sure. Man, I'm gonna have to God, I gotta I gotta replenish this book here. I use a lot of a lot of my bullet points today. God, let me see how many I used. One, two, three, four. 5 6 7 8 9 10 11 12 13 14 15 16 17 18 19 that's 19 that's way more than i normally use all right so the cache is getting a little light it's looking like our military now i gave all my bullets to ukraine i gotta replenish as we go outside of the commercials and the previously you're right at an hour and a half this week but you got nearly 2 hours last week it was like i think it was like an hour and 53 minutes or something like that all right but it's the new deal as we always talk about need to get a hold of me christian at the searodpodcast.com you can get me on facebook messenger or you can text or call me if you have my number and as always the searod podcast is written mixed mastered and produced by yours truly if you do text or call me And I miss the call and I call you back and you don't answer. I ain't ever fucking calling you again. (laughs) (laughs) So there's that. And I can already tell like this, this thing is shot. This interface is shot. So this will be the last show I do on this get to go drop another 300 bucks and get a new one so i mean my buddy tony moved into an apartment and i gotta go check that b- apartment out sometime so if you're listening I, I you know what and tony's behind and here's how i know i hadn't heard anything about the Acom party thing that i did last week so, so i know he's not caught up yet because he would he would definitely text me about something like that especially since it was for his birthday all right but like bro i gotta get to your i gotta check out your new apartment but you gotta teach me how to do this this thing you know, like on a computer, so it, it doesn't cost me fifteen hours. I mean, Matt really put that in perspective for me. I knew I had to eventually do it, but like I saw the look of concern in his face. He's like, dude, you gotta fucking. He's your, you know. He <laughs> was like, it was the look in his face. This is why he's so great. <laughs> Like he's genuinely concerned about it. Like he, the look in his face is like, dude, I don't want to see you waste your weekend every weekend because I'm, you know, I'm doing it on Saturday. I'm spending about four hours on it, and I spend another four to six on Sunday. It, it, it's like my whole weekend. I gotta, I gotta cut this out now. As long as I know I can get the same, you know, sound quality and all that, I'm good. But I'm, I'm, I'm tired of blowing channels. I'm tired of things being erased and having to do it all over again. I'm tired of all of it. I don't want to do it anymore. I just want to just just talk and then add my drops, and that's it. But until next week, this is Christian Rodriguez saying, Be awake, not woke. Beat your fucking kids. Take care. (laughs) Yeah,
2: <laughs> that